This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. Hi, this is Jennifer Edwards. I was Miss Kyle on Next Generation. You're listening to Trek FM. Welcome listeners to another cup of Earl Grey. I am your host, Amy Nelson, and joined with me, as he always is, the wonderful and my favorite host, Joe Keegan. Joe, how are you today? I'm good, Amy. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing okay. This is uh, finished my third week of staying home and getting a little stir crazy, but you know, podcasting is always a good thing and get to see your beautiful smiling face. So yes, it's really interesting because we've had more Zoom meetings and online contact than ever before with people. So it's quite nice. Did my first watch party last week. Oh, yes. Watching First Contact on First Contact Day. So that was fun. Never done a watch party before, so it's interesting. I'm hoping to join tomorrow if I'm around. Do it. Yeah. I know. It looks so much fun. Yeah. So. Cool. Got to get out there with my truckies. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to some Babel Conference feedback. This is uh, Earl Grey 319, where we have Wesley's Starfleet, and we had wonderful Kevin Scarf on as a guest host. So, Joe, why don't you start us off? I will. Michael Bentley says, living in a utopia and the view of the Golden Gate Bridge. Otherwise, it sounds awful. Full of subjects I'd never be able to understand and incomprehensible, dangerous sports like Paris Square's tournaments. Getting to go into space sometimes would be amazing, though. Yeah, I think anytime you think about going back to school, it sounds amazing. But then you forget that you've probably got a million essays to write. And that was my least favourite thing about any type of university or education. Essay writing is not my strong suit. Yes. Not my strong suit either. (laughs) Give me all the math, (laughs) the sciences. Mm. I'm good with that. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Um, We have Mark Keller. He says, great podcast. Good to hear teacher perspectives. The topics for your show are always interesting. Thanks. Well, thank you, Mark. Glad that you're enjoying our topics and glad that we can keep bringing you fresh and interesting ideas. And I like that we have a couple teachers to give our perspectives. Hmm. Teachers are good folk, I find. Generally, yeah. Especially the... The two other teachers that I spoke to on that episode. That was fun. Thanks, Mark. Kelvin Wood says, being young and all the, in quotes, discovery that comes with that. I've no idea what Kelvin means by that. Well, we did ask the question, what would you enjoy most of going back to the academy? So Yeah, no, I, I, I do know what Kelvin means. But it seems like it might be a wee bit inappropriate to talk about. <laughs> Well, it is Kelvin, so. Yes, true. <laughs> and we have Kevin Parlagreco who writes, replicators, easy. Anytime I don't have to cook or clean dishes. Yep, I agree. That would be nice to go to the academy and just not have to cook or clean. Because that was a big thing at university when you're first learning to be an adult, adulting 101. Mm. That would be a replicator. I think that would be my go-to piece of tech that I would have. Stability, like I want a a 32-ounce tomahawk steak, done medium, and I would like onion rings, 
and fries. Okay, now you just ruined it. Medium. Medium rare, sorry. Yeah, medium. Thank you. Okay, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, I've just, I've become morbidly obese, I think. Wouldn't you? You'd have like a, a three-course meal, like a, a 50 Michelin star three-course meal every night and some for breakfast and lunch. It'd be amazing. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Very good. Oh, sure, I'm still not speaking to Kevin. Listen. Oh, yes, listen. you are. We love Kevin. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Let's move on. <laughs> Well, yes. Uh, today we have uh, a wonderful guest with us. He is an associate producer of Earl Grey and reached out to us to do a fun and exciting trivia. And this is Jim McMahon. Jim, welcome to Earl Grey. It's great to be here. Thank you. So this is your first time on Earl Grey. You've definitely been on a lot of the patrons roundtables, but for our listeners, uh, why don't you give a quick rundown of your Trek story and how you found Trek FM? I found Trek FM. Uh, I've lost count now. I think, I'm guessing it's been at least three or four years. I've been a Star Trek fan coming on 20 years now, at least. I found it when I was in high school. Uh, my first, my very first uh, my very first episode that I watched in complete was a Voyager, a Voyager episode, but I'd say my earliest memory goes well beyond that. I won't even go into that right now. It, it was a TNG episode though. And yeah. And when I, but when I did become a fan, I was instantly hooked and I have just been a massive Trek fan ever since. And I have since become a completist and have seen every episode of Trek and every movie since. I, wow. And including the animated series? Yes, that was probably the hardest one to watch, but I did manage to get through it. Do you know what? There's something about the animated series. I think I have seen it all, but I'm not convinced that I actually have. I'd really enjoy it, but I'm sure... I know there's there's only about, how many, 20 episodes or something? There's very few episodes. Yeah, that's about yeah, right. Um, and I'm not convinced I've seen them all, so... For the longest time, I thought I was a, what's the term, a completist, a completionist. Um, completist. Um, I, but I don't think I can say that. Hmm. Interesting. So, Amy, why are we here? Why are we here? Well, as I mentioned, Jim reached out and he wants to quiz us on our Trek trivia. So, Joe, you're going down. No, this is Clash of the Titan. That is me with one lesser mortal. That is Amy. Well, <laughs> as I'm the elder one, I have more knowledge just and being wisdom. Older just means your brain doesn't work properly. <laughs> oh, listeners, who do you think's going to win? The SmackDown has begun. <laughs> yes, it has. Amy, your face looks like a piece of driftwood that's been drying out in the sun for too long. That's how old you are. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, the smack talk has begun. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what? I feel like I'm, this is going to go really badly, and we're not going to know any of the answers to any of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope that Jim's going to go easy on us. So, Jim, why don't you tell us? Oh, I can't go format. too easy, though, either. I can't yeah, go too easy, either. Tell us the format either. of this quiz, what's going to happen. Okay, so there are going to be... So there are going to be two rounds. Each round, you're going to get to choose one category. Each category is going to have five questions. So there, so there will be a total of 20 questions in all. Then after that, if if there if there is time, there will be a fifth. There will be a fifth category also with five questions. And I will let you guys decide who wants to go first. I'm going to let Amy go first, just because. But any chance that she can get to get some points is probably good because she's going to get none. Uh, well, that is the correct answer. Yes, I will go first. Uh, so, Jim, tell us the categories. Okay, Amy, your categories are the card, any card, I won't look. And wrong again, Albert. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's go with the Picard. Okay. 
First question is, in what year did Captain Picard graduate from Starfleet Academy? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you do not have to get, get it exact just within a couple of years. Oh, my gosh. I am the worst at years. Um, okay, so if I miss it, does Joe get a chance? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to say. I do have hints also, by the way. Oh, yes. Okay. Give me a hint, please. Okay. He, he was born in 2305. Okay. Then I am going to say when, and the question was, when did he graduate? Yes. Okay. Uh, 23. 26. Okay. Any guess on your part, Joe? Uh, I am going to say um, something similar to that. I'm going to say, this is taxing my math brain, isn't it? Um, <laughs> to add, um, okay, I'm going to say 23, 28. Okay, you both get a point because you're both only off by a year. Oh, 2327. Yep. Cool. All Oh, it's neck and neck. Yeah. Yes, it is. I figured I had to throw in a, at least a, a math question for you there, Amy. Very good. Very good. Oh, man, we, we got that, Joe. I know. That's pretty good. Uh -huh. <laughs> Not bad. Okay. okay. Question two. What childhood hero of Captain Picard was the main character of a holodeck program? Is this Amy's question? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, this is this Amy's, is Amy's question. Right. Okay. okay. Will you say that one more time? Sorry. Sorry. What childhood hero of Captain Picard was the main character of a holodeck program? Okay. What? Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, childhood what childhood hero, hero. of Captain Picard was the main character of a holodeck program. Okay. Um, and feel oh, free I to can... ask for a hint if you get stuck at any time. Yes, give me a hint. What? That's too easy for a hint. <sighs> <laughs> I think Joe might know this one, but I'll give you a hint, Amy. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Picard explored this world with Data and Mr. Whalen. All I can think of is Sherlock Holmes. But that's not right, I don't think. No. Okay, Joe? I, I think it might be Dixon Hill. Oh, my gosh. Is that right? Yes, yes that's right. It's Dixon Hill. Oh, my gosh. I Joe so gets the point. Oh, I like winning so far. Nelson. It makes yeah. me happy. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. I so. I also that. had a. I also had a second hint, where that was. He also briefly explored it with his cousin Gloria from Cleveland. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was okay. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Okay, so so far it's two to one, Joe. Yes. Okay, here's your third question, Amy. What did Captain Picard tell the landlady he and his crew were doing when they traveled to 1893 San Francisco? That they were practicing for their theater for Midsummer's Night Dream. Oh, not bad. You, you, you even got the bonus point I had on that question. So that's worth two points for me. Yes. Mm. Yes, two points for me. Yes, very, very good on that one. So it's three to two then now. Yes, it is. All right, here we go. This should be an easy one, I hope. When Q created a version of Sherwood Forest, what role did he give to Captain Picard? Robin Hood. Yep, very good. Okay, and rounding out the category, another kind of another math question, I hope, anyways. How many years did Captain Picard command the Stargazer? Okay, you want to give me a hint? Oh, shoot. I actually did not get one for that category, okay, for that okay. question. He was on the Stargazer, I'm just guessing, 
12 years. Okay. Any guesses, Joe? I think he was on the Stargazer for only four years. Hey, Joe was closer, actually, on that one. I don't know. What, yeah, well, my math is wrong on that. Amy was closer, uh, so I'm sorry. Yay. Yes. How many years was he? He was command of the Stargazer for 22 years. Oh, man, I was going to guess 20, but I thought that was way too much. All right. So I get and the so, point for that. Yes, so Amy gets the point. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, was a, he was a veteran Starfleet he officer. Was. <laughs> yes, he was. Okay, so now we are going to move on to a Joe category. Okay. okay, so wait, let's just round this out so we know. Oh, yeah, good point. The uh, score is Joe has two points and Amy has five points. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Joe, your categories are data before lore. Mm -hmm. And before they were famous. Oh, before well, okay, I'm not choosing before they were famous because I reckon I might not do so well in this, given that it might be about American roles for a mostly American cast. But I'm guessing on the category, so I'm going to choose data before lore. Okay, and I, I, this category is pretty self-explanatory. It's about it's about the date. It's about data and his android brothers. Mm -hmm. Okay, starting with question one, yes. and Joe, can, Joe will go first in this category, Amy. Okay. On what planet did Data and the Enterprise find the dismantled B4? Oh, a nemesis. Oh, um, I have no clue. I am going to say the planet, <laughs> what was that planet called? Is there something, a hint for him? Something. I don't know if it'll be entirely helpful or not. Okay. I'll, I can, I'll give it okay. anyways. This entirely forgettable planet in this entirely forgettable movie. <gasps> Jim. You I know a friend I love Nemesis. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend help me with, with this, so he came up with that. Um, let me think. Let me think. The planet was called no, Nothing Banastas 3. For making up a name of a planet. What was it called, okay. Kev? Okay. Come on. Amy? It was very near the Romulan neutral zone. Obviously. Is it Viridian 3? Uh, no, it's not Viridian 3, but I will give both of you guys a point because it was something 3. Uh, Joe didn't guess the 3. That should go to me. Yeah, no, I did hear him say 3. I, I oh. said, definitely said 3. Yeah, it was Polaris three. Polaris three. Yeah. He did at least get the three, so I will give him a point just for for, for that at least. Okay. okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Go for it. Right. Next question. Question two, and you, you do not have to get an exact answer on this one either. How many years did Loris spend drifting in space after being reactivated by the Enterprise? After being reactivated, so. And so basically between the time when he, he, he was thrown, thrown into the cargo transporter by Data and when Data encountered him again when he was with his dad. Yeah. So when did that happen, though? Um, How many years? Yeah, I know, but when did that episode happen? And then when did we see him again in December? It was roughly between seasons one and maybe three or four. It was Descent not season five or six? Descent was six. So did maybe maybe spend like I'm going to say two years. Yep, that's exactly right. Whoa! Yes, I get five points for that for being exact. Whatever, that was one point. He yeah, that was one point. Hint. Are you are you keeping score, Amy? I am. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to be able to keep score with all these questions. Okay. 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 Next question. At the end of Deja Q, what was Q's going away gift for Data? Um, to laugh. Yeah, that's a good enough answer, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. 
What's, what's... It was the it was the ability to laugh. Yeah, yeah so that's a good okay. enough answer. Yes, Thanks. very good. Good job, Joe. Thanks. Joe's catching up, Amy. <laughs> yes, he is. Was that all five questions? No, no. we got two oh, more. Two more. Okay, okay. Okay. What is da- question four? What is data in Lores and maybe before is home planet? I want to say Omicron Theta. It, and you would be right. Yes. Wow. Let's get two words in it so I should get four points. <laughs> yeah, nice try. <laughs> exactly. Nice try there, Joe. Okay, question five. Go, go, go. I like this game. Okay, question five is what ship's crew originally found a deactivated data? It's got a weird name, doesn't it? Stay. Don't forget, you can ask for a hint if, oh, yeah, if okay. you could start, Give Joe. Me a hint, please, Jim. Okay. This ship is named after the capital of Libya. Oh, the, the USS Tripoli. Yep. There you go. Wow, Joe. Yeah, he knows his geography, apparently. Yeah. I'll... That was very impressive, sir. Thank you so much. Okay, so after round two, Joe round, has... Round one. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Joe has seven points and Amy has six. It's a tight race, so It's a tight race so far, listeners. Wow, that was oh, very impressive. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm All getting right, a then. little scared now. <laughs> <laughs> At least we've got some points, Amy. Yes. yes, I know. <laughs> Jim is being very generous, and we appreciate yes. that. Yep. All right, Jim, what are my categories to choose from? Your category, your other category was wrong again, Albert. Okay, wrong again, Albert. Let's go. And this and this category is basically famous people that have appeared in Star Trek. Okay, Ooh, I like this one. Okay, starting with question one. What legendary comedic actor appeared as a Ferengi in peak performance? As a Ferengi? Yes, as a Ferengi. Legendary. So I'm going to say Armin Shimmerman. No. <laughs> no, this is com- famous this is famous people that have n- that are not oh. n- not necessarily known for Star Trek that, oh, that have appeared oh, in Star Trek. Um and you said peak performance? Yes. That was the one where that was that was the that was the war game episode. Yeah, season two. Don't forget, you can always and, ask for a hint. Game with the fingers. Okay. Yeah, but yes. he wasn't Ferengi. No, but the the Ferengi attacked mind when they're doing their okay, war games. Okay, Jim, give me a hint. Shlemiel, Shlemazel. Oh, Ziggy. Ah, uh, ah, uh, Ziggy from Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, nope. I. Nope, he was on Voyager. Okay, I don't know. Joe, do you have a guess? Oh, wait a minute. Say that again, sorry. Well, Ziggy from Laverne and Shirley, but I don't know the actor's name. Uh, Do you mean Squiggy? Yeah, Squiggy, him. Yes, yes, that that is right. Okay, so I get the point. Yes, you do get the point, sorry. There was a little static on this thing here. Yeah, the actor's name is David L. Lander. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was a great hint, by the way. And when yes. you said that, I knew exactly that Laverne and Shirley uh, actor. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah, that was the only hint I could even think of when it came to that one. Perfect hint. Yeah. Okay. Question two. What famous actor who played a fictional and dysfunctional therapist on television showed up as a Federation starship captain out of time in cause and effect. Oh, that would be Kelsey Grammer from Frasier slash Cheers. Yep, that's exactly right. See how specific I was? I think I need two points for that one. (laughs) (laughs) One point. Then you're getting half a point for the previous one because you didn't even give his name. (laughs) (laughs) I I gave a point for the character on that one. I'll let that slide. Question three. What famous musician appeared in a season two episode in full alien makeup in a role that was basically a cameo? Yes, I know this. 
Okay, and it was, uh, he was really tall, and he played the thing with Lawaxana, and she knew that they were there to, like, take over the Enterprise, and they eat, and they were in stasis, and, oh, it's um, really tall white dude older <laughs> uh okay give me a hint he was unrecognizable yeah oh my gosh um gosh and i know joe knows this. i don't know this um the guys need the okay. fish rock yeah rock band 70s Crap, it's like right there in my brain. Hmm. Okay, let me think. We will edit this out because I know this is too long for the listeners to bear. They're <laughs> screaming at me right now. Um, Fleetwood Mac. Wait, Ma it's that band. Yep, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you for that. Yes. Okay. Yep, Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac. Yes, him. Oh, man, that was. <laughs> yeah, Fleetwood Mac headache. is good enough. Did, would you have known that one, Joe? No, I would have guessed it's Steve Tyler. Because I'm sure there was a picture of a set visit with Steve Tyler and Aerosmith. That's, yeah. what was that? Okay, question four. What SNL cast member played a holographic comedian who, who was asked, what is funny? Joe Pesci. No. Oh, oh you did it. get it. You did get the answer partly right, though. Oh, it's. Is that? Do you have another hint? Uh, well, I here oh, is the oh, hint. Joe that was the Piscopo. question. Yes. Yes. Yes, Joe Piscopo. Oh my gosh. Whoo! Good save on that one, Nelson. Good save. <laughs> Okay, and this one should this one this last one should round it out with a rather easy one. Okay, name the real life scientist who cameoed as a holographic version of himself. That is Stephen Hawking. Yep. Yes. Woo, Joe! Did you see that? I matched your five for five. I know that was so amazing. I... With and only like three of them were right as well. Wow. Well done, Amy. <laughs> Now I, okay, I know I know so my round, I can give half answers too. Whatever. <laughs> so the score is now Joe with seven, Amy with 11. Ooh. Okay, Joe, you're going to have to see how much you know from before they were famous yeah, now. I'm not going to know much, but let's go for it. Okay, first question. This famous model and future Bond villainess has had one of her first acting roles in season five of TNG. Okay, future Bond villainess and supermodel season five TNG. Don't forget, you can always ask for a hint. Oh, was that, was it Devil's Due? No? No? Okay. Um, yeah, give me a hint, please. She, she's also known for starring in the X-Men films. It's that, it's that woman that I get mixed up all the time, isn't it? It's, it's on it's, the... I'll give you a hint. Oh, it's, is it the one where she... Um, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, deleted scene. The perfect mate? Yes. And it is... Oh, no, I get them all mixed up. Uh, like Mila Hovich and Natasha Henstridge and it's Famke Janssen, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yes, it is. Is that season five already? Wow. Yeah, it okay. is. Okay, cool. Oof. That's a half point because we gave you two clues. At least it was a full answer. <laughs> okay, next question. In her very first television credit, this actress appeared as a member of Geordie's engineering staff in The Game and Darmok. Was that Ashley Judd? Yes, yes it is. is. Question three. Before becoming famous, in the 90s and 2000s, for, for several roles, she played a transporter chief on the Enterprise. Okay, give me that question again. S sorry, I, 
I lost the ability to speak for a second. <laughs> Before becoming famous in the 90s and 2000s for several roles, she played a transporter chief on the Enterprise. Is there a hint for this one? Yes, there is. She's gone from living in Metropolis to being a Bond girl to living on Wisteria Lane. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, it's thingy. Um, Eva Longoria's nemesis. Um, I know her. I can see her face. Um, she was... Um, what's her name? Susan Delfino in, um, in Desperate Housewives. And she was Lois Lane. <laughs> What is her name? <laughs> um, what is her name? That's a very good question. Um, her name is Terry Hatcher. Yes, yes it is. Good job. Okay, question okay, four. I'm ready. What actress guest starred as an alien child in season two's Pen Pals? Oh, that little red haired alien with the fingers called out to data. Sarjinka. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Was that a famous person? Mm, okay. I just watched that episode this week. Um, <clears throat> okay, I'm going to take my clue again. Okay. She went on to star in two network TV shows in the late 1990s and early 2000s. <laughs> That's not very useful. <laughs> um, <laughs> do, uh, can we get the... Do you know the name of the TV shows? Uh, unhappily ever after in Las Vegas. That's where Amy lives. I know that much. Um, unhappily I can picture ever, her, but I do not know her name. I have never seen either of those TV shows. What what, what season was it? Season two. Se- season two. Season two. Yeah, ten pals. I've like I've literally no clue on this planet. So I am <laughs> going to say it was Terry Hatcher. <laughs> it was not Terry Hatcher. The answer is Nikki Cox. Oh, Nikki no. Cox. Would never have known yeah, that. Tall, yeah, t- yeah, tall redhead. Still don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, question five. Okay. And here was, here was one of those uh, Troy adjacent questions I was talking about, Amy. Sorry. Okay. Okay. What actress known for playing a superhero's love interest played a relative of Troy's when she was a child? Joe? Say that again? Yeah, say that again. Please. What actress known for playing a superhero's love interest played a relative of Troy's when she was a child? Okay, so it's either going to be Troy's sister or Troy's dad. No, it can't be Troy's dad. A superhero's love interest. Superhero's mm-hmm. love interest. So. And what was the second half of the question? It played a relative of Troy's when she was a child. When she was a child, so it's not Troy's dad. So it's Troy's sister then, I assume. Yes, it is. Troy's sister. Oh, okay. Who played Troy's sister? Uh, Amy, I can see the mechanisms working in Amy's head. So that would be Kestra. Kestra. And Kestra was played by somebody who was also a superhero's love interest. Don't, yes. yeah, don't forget, you can always ask for a hint if you need oh, a joke. is it thingamajig? It is thingamajig. Um, what's her name? Yep. Was it Spider-Man's love interest? No. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you know the name at all? Of the actress? No, it's on, yeah. the, tip, it's mm-hmm. on the tip of my tongue. Um, okay, give me a hint, please. Well, you, just took, you just basically said yeah. the hint out loud. Oh, okay, so it was her, <laughs> and it was like the first Spider-Man movies, wasn't it? And her name is starts with a letter of the alphabet. 
And Joe, you're procrastinating. <laughs> I know I'm stalling because I can't come up with it. I will give you the point for just being able to come up with the hint. I am, I, I'll be I'll be no, generous. I'm going to get it because it's on the tip of my tongue again. And her name is. I'm going through. I'm doing that thing where you go through the alphabet to see yeah. if you can stumble upon their name. Um, oh. I'm guessing you probably know this, Amy. No, I do not. It's. Oh, it's her. It's not her. It's when you say it, one. I will say, oh, you yeah, will. I remember yeah. that. Oh, okay, but... come on, come on, come on, brain. Um, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take the, um, take the point, but what is her initials? You can tell me that. Yeah, I, I'll just give. I'll just give you the no, answer. No, don't tell me that because that was going to annoy my brain. If you give an answer, tell me just her initials, and I won't take the point. K. D. You sure? <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you sure? K. D. Uh, no, still no clue. It's going to. I'm going to kick myself when I get it. Yeah, tell us, Jim. Kirsten Dunst. Oh, oh Kirsten my Dunst. gosh! Of I, course. I hate the universe. <laughs> oh Kirsten. my gosh, I knew that. What's wrong with us? The best little performance in all seven seasons, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This is a true fact, but I hate Kirsten Dunst now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm wow. Going to, I'm going to fight okay. her on Twitter. Right, what's the score after four rounds then, Amy? So Joe is 10, Amy is 11. Ding, 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 winner, winner, winner. No, we, we don't do have a bonus round, round if you guys want to do it. <laughs> huh? Oh, I think I've learned to quit while I'm ahead. Joe? Say again? No, let's go. Let's do the fifth round. I, I think we need it. We need it. Even okay. though I'm officially winning. <laughs> okay, so this one, this one should decide it all. Bonus round category. Set phasers to guess. It's basically Star Trek cast members from other series who guest starred on The Next Generation in different roles. Okay. okay. Yep. Okay. This Go is a good category. Yes. Right. Okay. And th and this one and this one is open season. I will be asking it to both of you. Okay. For sure. Okay. Question one: What future Voyager cast member played a Ferengi in season four? Has to be um okay he played a ferengi in tng but then went on to be, be a voyager yeah played a ferengi in tng then went on to be a main cast member in voyager it has to be yeah neelix doesn't it wait but i know i know but i'm just i'm helping us out here you really um, think it was and neelix? he was played by that guy is it just first to come in First to shout it. Uh, both of you can answer. Okay. His name. Then Neelix is played had by... To be... I'm not... All the others were too tall. I just saw him on the cruise and he's... I reckon it's Neelix. I reckon... Uh, uh, and his name is... Look, I have my Voyager cast photo and he's right there I keep on thinking John Billingsley, too. but I know he's <laughs> flocks. I, yeah, I don't have any Enterprise-related questions uh, in this category. It's not John Billingsley. Oh, my Arm gosh. Shimmerman is Quark. It's, um, and we're going to go through the names. So, uh, Garrett Wong, Roxanne Dawson, Jerry Ryan, Tim Russ, Robert Picardo, and Ethan, Ethan Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, you got it both at about the same time, so you both get a point no, for that I one. got it first. Okay, Joe gets it then. I was, I was going to be nice, but Joe can take it. I know. It's because you guys are so much closer. Oh, yeah. I mean, the single signal <laughs> right. took longer to get from here to there. <laughs> but I'll be at... Okay. okay. Next question. What DS9 recurring cast member played four different species on oh. TNG? Don't say it, Joe. No. Oh, I'm allowed yes. to see it. Oh, I'm going okay. to say it has to be um, Jeffrey Coombs. No. Oh. No. Uh. He's uh, the bad guy in Deep Space... Oh, wait. In Deep Space Nine, right? The real tall... He, yes. He is a bad guy and in Deep Space Nine. Yes, yes. he is. Um, 
no, no, his no, no. name is he played Gold Car. He played Gold Cat, didn't he? I know. Um, okay, so that means I get the point. Um <laughs> No it doesn't. Not yet it doesn't, Amy. Can I still answer? Okay. Yes. Okay, I can still answer. His name is Mark Alemo. Yep, yes. that's it. That is correct. Yeah, he played. Yeah, he played uh, a hu- he played a human, a Romulan, a Cardassian, and one of those liz- and one of those lizard guys in season one. Yes, mm. Mark Alemo. Cool. So Joe gets that point also, oh, Amy. Yeah. I'm falling behind. It's twelve. Joe, eleven. Amy. <gasps> dum dum dum. Okay. Here, here's the third question. Okay. What D- what DS nine recurring cast member played a Ferengi on TNG? It was Armin Shimmerman. I said no. recurring. Recurring. Oh. Wait. What was the first? Say the clue again. Here's the clue. That was the question. Here's the clue. He was a foil to Picard in Vash. Um, yeah, it was him. It was Thingy Majaggy. Um, it was Max Grodenchik. That is correct. However, you say the name Grudenchik. Yeah. Okay. You've got to have a major comeback here with these next two questions, Amy. Oh, dear. Okay. Okay, here is question four. What Voyager cast member made, made the first of his two appearances as a human in the, as I like to call it, Die Hard episode of Star Trek? Tim Russ. Very good. That's that's one that's one point for Amy. Did you get that, Joe? Because if you blinked, you would have missed it. Because that's how fast I was. <laughs> is that your first point this round? Yes, <laughs> it is. Hey now. Okay. Okay. Last question. This pressure's on. Yep. Pressure's yep. on. Last question. Will that make it? If you get this right, that will make it make it a tie. Yeah. And uh-huh. just a side okay. note on season, on the last question: his other appearance as a human was in Generations. Okay. Question five. What recurring DS9 cast member appeared as a hologram in season six? In season six, a recurring, recurring Deep Space Nine character mm-hmm. appeared as a hologram. He appeared as a hologram. She appeared as a hologram. She appeared as a hologram. Mm. And is a recurring on DS9. Yeah, re- yeah, recurring on DS9, and she appeared as a hologram in season six of TNG. Clue? The same, basically, the same makeup was used for her role on DS Nine, and she plays the same person. It's the same character. Different characters, but oh, different character. Oh, oh. but basically the same makeup for both roles. All right, Joe, let's talk this through. Let's go for it. Okay, so she's a recurring. She's a recurring hologram in season six. In season six of TNG, but recurring on Deep Space Nine. Jim, will you uh, give us the episode in season six? Can I say Chase. Chase Masterson? Is it Chase Masterson? No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. The Chase. At least I oh, think Salome that was Jens. the episode Salome title. Jens. Salome Jens. Yes. That, who's that? The female changeling from Deep Space Nine, who's the, oh, the progenitor gosh, species. Oh my I never got that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And personally, I think the, the, the makeup of her character on TNG is the same makeup used for her character on Deep Space Nine. Yes. I'll, yeah, I agree. Whoa. Wow. So that was... Joe, that was, well done. That was, Joe got 14 points and Amy has 12. <laughs> Joe is the winner, winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Yeah, by a very close vote. Oh, well wow. done. Well done, Amy. Well done, Jim. Those were great questions and nice categories. Uh-huh. Obscure. You're, you're welcome on really? that one, guys. Because we had no, wow. we had no idea what to expect. No, we did not. Well, I, I figured I'd have to make it a little challenging since we are all Star Trek fans. So yes, there was some challenging ones there. The hard part for me was just making it TNG, TNG strictly. <laughs> Yeah, so you came up with these questions yourself, correct? I came up with them myself, and I had a friend help me proof them before before coming on here. Excellent. And about how long did it take you to create this? This is so wonderful Uh, for you to do this. A couple of weeks. Yes. A couple of weeks because it is not easy going through memory alpha coming up with these questions. 
And, and I go to a trivia night every month for Star Trek, and I have a whole new respect for the people that run the, the, that run the event. Oh, yeah. Cool. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. Joe, um, what do you win? Uh, what do I win? Do I win something expensive? Uh, the respect of all the the respect of all the listeners, maybe. Yes. <laughs> nice. That's that's invaluable. Yeah. It's, it's the best gift anybody could yeah. ever have. Oh, thank you, Jim. Yep, that was amazing. You're welcome. Well, Jim, that was so much fun. Why don't you tell people where they can find you out there on the interwebs in case they want to test your trivia? I am uh, I am on Twitter at TrekFan165. And you're on the uh, Babel Conference. Oh, yes, I am. So I am also on the Babel Conference, too, from time to time. I can get I can be contacted at either place if someone wants to talk to me. Thanks for that, Jim. That was super fun. A bit stressful. Oh, yeah, it was fun for me too. A bit stressful. I think my heart rate. I think I'll have to have a glass of wine um, after this. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Well, it's been so much fun testing our Star Trek trivia today. But it isn't the only thing we've been talking about here on the network. Here is what you might have missed elsewhere on Trek FM. Previously on Trek FM, the Ready Room. Narek is a character not really working for me right now. You don't like the uh, sexy, sultry bad boy of the Romulan Empire? Oh, I guess, but I don't know. Sometimes I think of like, <laughs> if he's the sultry bad boy, it's kind of like if Ross from Friends were the bad boy, like he's trying to be cool. I, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> he really likes leather pants too, so. Earl Grey. And Data's head gets sewn back on his other body, so we have two different parts of Data now. Okay, so by sewn on, do you mean like stitched with fabric? <laughs> well, how else are you going to attach a head to a body? Um, electromagnetic interlocking. But then know. with the skin? Well, yeah, you know. Primitive culture. A look at history and culture through Star Trek. Asking the fans what they want is a kind of folly. They'll know it when they see it, and they'll reject it if it's crummy. Somebody said to me early on, well, you can't kill Spock. I said, sure, you can kill him. The only question is whether you kill him well. To the journey! Something drastic like that must have happened because that's my big question. Like, okay, why does Seven feel like she has no family? What about her Voyager family? Yeah. Where are they? Why aren't they in her life? It could be she's self-isolating. For some reason, she just kind of fell out with everyone and has been hanging out in the former neutral zone for some reason or she's another. She's looking but for toilet paper. It, looking for toilet paper? <laughs> Do the Borg need toilet paper? Everyone Ooh. needs toilet paper. Can you imagine what a Borg toilet would look like? It would be it's green. Weird. Well, probably. <laughs> yeah, you remember when they had colored toilet paper? No. No. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. Yes, it's been so much fun today beating Amy in our Trek trivia challenge. But you can check out all these shows and join the conversation about your favourite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're an Apple user, be sure to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts on iPhone, iPad or Apple TV or the desktop Apple Podcasts app to get the latest episodes as soon as they are published. And please leave us a star rating and written review that helps others to find the show. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube and most third-party apps. And you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website or grab the RSS link. I'd love to receive your congratulations and we'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. And there are many ways for you to do that. The best place to join in the larger conversation is the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type Babel, B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook and it should come right up. If you'd like to send us an email. Joe, you're such a brat. I <laughs> know. I'm so annoying when I win. <laughs> if you'd like to send us an email congratulating Joe on his win, you can use the form on our website at trek.fm slash contact. Choose to send to a show and select Earl Grey. 
that will come right to me and we might read your email on the show. You can find the network on Twitter and Instagram at TrekFM and on Facebook at facebook.com slash TrekFM. So Joe, where can people contact you when you're not winning every trivia game against me? You know, when I'm not doing that. Interestingly, I was part of the team that won um, Larry Nemechek's landing quiz, party quiz at Destination Star Trek in Birmingham last year. Well, if you come to STLV, we'll have to do another trivia because Larry Nemechek does it at STLV as well. He does. And we'll have to do it together and win. Yes. Let's do that. So when I'm not winning everything that I I do, um, you can get me on the Twitter at jojo77uk. You can email me, joepodcasts at gmail.com. And you can get me on the Babel Conference. And Amy, where can people contact you when you're not losing? Well, that would be the only time. So, sure, sure. <laughs> you can uh, listen to me over on United Federation of Podcasts, where I host All Good Things with my good friend Patrick Devlin. You can reach me on Twitter at Miss Amy Nelson, and I'm right there in the Babel Conference waiting to answer and comment with you there. If you'd like to help us keep all our shows coming to you each week, you can become a patron of the network on Patreon, just like our guest Jim McMahon today. Visit patreon.com slash trekfm. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trekfm to get all the details. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, producer credits, and more available through our special patrons website, Patron Zone. It requires a great deal of money to produce, host, and distribute these shows each month. We really appreciate your support and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. We'd like to take this opportunity to recognize our current associate producers, Norman Lau, Michael Huter, Thomas Appel, Chris Trebuzio, Jim McMahon, Justin Ozer, and me, Joe Keegan. Thank you for supporting Trek FM and especially Earl Grey. So join us next time for another cup of Earl Grey. How's it go again, Amy? What is it? Winner, winner, chicken Uh, dinner? No. Anything Amy does, Joe does better. Anything Joe does is better than Amy. Yeah. Great joy and gratitude.